The Neverland Podcast 31. Welcome to Neverland. Take a start of the right and stay until morning. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. And now, please welcome your host for the podcast. He's the pen. I got pen sword on the pen now. Actually, I got his microphone. He's grown up. You promise never to grow old. Here, age relives fond memories of the past. Yeah. His nose got real big. Well, who was back to man? And now. Your host, Jeremy. Hello! We're back. We're live. Grab your pixie out of your pocket. Get some pixie dust. Sprinkle it around. Come on, we got to fly to Neverland. And as you've heard, I don't need to reintroduce myself again. I've got an introduction for myself. Isn't that awesome? So now you know your host, Jeremy, is here. But I'm not alone today. Say hello! Hello! How you doing? It's me, Big Phil. It's the Phil, which now you have a new title. I'm calling you officially Lost Boy Phil. All right, I can see it. I'm the Pan, and I have my Lost Boys, Philip and Jesse. You'll meet, hopefully, by next week, who is our new cast member. And then, of course, we have, uh, because there's no Lost Girls, really, there's Pixies. So Heather is going to be officially Pixie Heather. We have our official Neverland team. So we, so it's not just me alone. There you go. So we had to have Lost Boys. I was going to say, Wendy's daughter was a Lost Girl. Well, I fell asleep trying to watch that one. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't really that interesting. I, I, I tried. Like it. I because, but yeah, from the beginning, I was like, this doesn't have the same charm. Well, it was made about fifty years later. <laughs> yeah, and it, so it was really missing some of the charm of the original. But oh my goodness, uh, we've got a holiday weekend, Phil. So that's what this show is going to be. Uh, and okay, now I, ha- I had a fun kind of uh, discussion with uh, Paul Berry of Window to the Magic over uh, over the actually I guess Thursday night, yeah. And I was talking to him, and he was wishing me a good Fourth of July, and, and I says, you know, isn't it interesting that for this holiday there's people who will wish you a happy Fourth of July when really it's Independence Day. That's true. And I said, well, you know, it's not like when we wish, wish someone a Merry Christmas, we say have a Merry Twenty Fifth of December, is it? And then he reminded me of this song. Of all the days in all the year that I'm familiar with, there's only one that's really fun. December the 25th. ask anyone, called Robinson or Brown or Jones or Smith, their favorite day and they will say... December the 25th. December the 25th. Maybe December the 25th. The dearest day in all the year. July the 4th, my friends, my Phil, July the 4th, it doesn't work the same. Not quite the same. Not quite the same. Uh, But Paul Berry wanted me to remind you all that right now this weekend, and hopefully you're there, but if you're not, then (laughs) you're like me. But TikiCon is going on this weekend in Portland, Oregon. 
Uh, I don't understand exactly what else going on with TikiCon, other than I have seen that I guess they they're celebrating the like, kind of the Tiki Room and having special cups that. and stuff like that. So hopefully you're there and having a good time. And if you're there, oh by the way, Jesse Stevenson is there, so he's uh, hopefully he's going to give us a nice report on at it. At the Tiki 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 Con, at the Tiki 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 Tiki, tiki, tiki Con. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But uh, so we have our own, and we call him Lost Boy Jesse. He is at Tiki Con, so I'm hoping next week. Uh, uh, you know, we can get him on. He's had some internet problems here lately, uh, which he's hoping to get, you know, set right here pretty quick. But that's why he's kind of been delayed on being able to come on to the show and fill in his his new role. But hopefully he'll be able to come on and talk about that next week. So we're very excited about the possibility of hearing about TikiCon because I don't know what it is, so I need to learn. <laughs> and I, I didn't want to research it because I want to be just as surprised as all of you, my little lost boys and pixies out there. So I'm pointing at the microphone and circling like I'm pointing at all of you. <laughs> yes, we've lost our minds. Okay. Did we ever have it? Did we ever have it? I don't know. Oh, but while we're talking about, well, we'll talk about Independence Day later. Because uh, I want to be able to, to reflect on it because it's a very important day. It's not just about fireworks after all. So I want to talk about it and we're going to have some fun patriotic music. But before we get there, you know what we got to do? What's that? Well, we got to have our Neverland news. Ah. I am a podcast! Despite what the trailer for Expendables 3 is saying, there is still a chance we could see more Expendables films. Pierce Brosnan, best known for his turn as James Bond, revealed in an interview with ComingSoon.net last March that he had spoken with Expendables producer Avi Lerner about appearing in the series, and he is willing to be in the film as long as the script is good. No word yet if on Expendables, if Expendables 4 will come to reality, but until Expendables 3 has earned another, but until then, Expendables 3 has earned another PG-13 rating, which I think helps their number because yeah. you can bring your, your your kids with you. Yeah, I love this series so far. I'm, yeah, I, I plan on getting them all eventually. <laughs> I haven't bought them yet, but I love them. I love the second one actually more than the first yeah, one. Me too. Because Chuck Norris. Oh yeah, I love Chuck Norris. <laughs> and he had such a great appearance in there, and yeah, yeah. and I think because you know, Chuck Norris, as far as I know, is not in the no, third. No, he's not one. in the third one. But, but it seems Sylvester Stallone took what Sylve- what Chuck Norris taught him, like, hey, you get more of an audience if you. Tone it down just enough. Yeah. Because you get it down to PG-13, and, and these days that's almost considered where it could be a family film because families all together go see Marvel movies and they're all PG-13. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to work out. So if it makes a lot of money, maybe they'll do it. The I love that he's uh, made this a way to get a lot of the old action stars, whether they're busy now or not. He puts them in there. Harrison Ford's in this third yes. one. Yes. Uh, Kelsey uh, Grammer. Kelsey Grammer. Although he's a, not an action star. Oh, he's awesome. He but, yeah. It, it, he was beast. Yeah, he, he was, was beast. beast. But it, he had a stunt double, I'm sure. Mel Gibson. I, folks, I, I love Mel Gibson no matter what he said and did. I love the man. He's hilarious. Name <laughs> me an actor that, who doesn't do something stupid. Yeah. But, but I love it because he's one of those action stars of the 80s and 90s. Yeah. He's perfect for it. <laughs> he's perfect. And he's perfect for guys like us. Yeah. That's why we come to Neverland is we're recapturing the innocence and the fun of when we were younger and the world was different and we're flying back to it every week. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that's why you come with us. So, all right. Another good story. X-Men director Brian Singer, and of course I just call him X-Men director because really he's directed all but one of these, you know, well, of course he didn't do the Wolverine, but that wasn't an X-Men movie, that was an Origins or whatever. Anyway, I digress. Director. Yeah. 
I still haven't seen that either. Sure. Anyway, X-Men director Brian Singer has posted a teaser for Apocalypse yeah. on his Instagram that shows a part of a page from the treatment teasing a battle and the four horsemen. Yeah. Of, of course, if you stayed till the end of the credits of Days of Future Past, you already saw them standing in the background within Sabanur, Apocalypse himself. Yeah. So he it didn't really spoil anything, but it, it it generates excitement. It's kind of brilliant that he didn't spoil anything at all because he didn't tell us anything we didn't know. But now we're all talking about the movie. Yeah, yeah, look forward to seeing it. Yeah, and we still got like two years. Uh. So, <laughs> but you know, it's just it's fun to see the progress to say, well, here's kind of a script treatment. Look, here's here's the corner of the page. Look, it says Four Horsemen. You know, <laughs> you brilliant jerk, you. If only they get Ric Flair to to. Take a role in it. <laughs> Ric Flair? Yeah, the Four Horsemen. <laughs> oh, okay. Arn Anderson. Billy Blanchard. <laughs> Make a little slight appearance somewhere. I get you. That actually would be kind of awesome, <laughs> but only half the audience would get it. If you know? that. <laughs> <laughs> that could be fun. All right. Our next story. Okay. July 26th at the San Diego Comic-Con, attendees will have the opportunity to screen Gotham, The Flash, and a video presentation of both Arrow and Constantine. Now, this is a big event hosted by WBTV and DC Entertainment, and it's sure to bring in a large crowd, whether they saw that leaked Flash pilot or not. Did you see that? Not yet. I want to. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to steer clear until it's on TV. I have seen the, uh, the Barry Allen on Arrow. He was on there a couple yeah. times where it's Spinning off from, yeah. Yeah, it's since the spinning off. But I haven't really watched Arrow. It's not uh, bad. It's not as good as the comic book, but it's not bad. It's kind yeah. of a fun show. Well, if anyone is going and would like to share with the Neverland Podcast, uh, please contact contact us, podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. I would gladly have you on the show to tell us about anything you do at Comic-Con. It's, a, it's several states away from me, so I'd love to have a correspondent go out there. But, uh, yeah, so The Flash, the pilot, I just heard about this. The pilot of the show leaked, and I don't know who did it. I don't know if it's been caught, but once it's out there, it's going to spread, and it's hard yeah. to contain it. So I guess that's probably why they did this. They're probably thinking, well, hey, if it's already out and a bunch of people have watched it, let's just go ahead and show it at the convention. So, Might as well. <laughs> but, yeah, but you haven't seen You didn't find the leaked pilot no, anywhere? I, no, I didn't, but I did read something the other day where someone said they was a fan of the show uh, The Flash, and I thought... They're talking about the newer one. I thought, well, how are they gonna? How can they be a fan if it's not even on yet? So now I understand that maybe they saw that. Yeah, it's probably a fan of the Flash in general. Yeah. perhaps. Yeah. Just got a little overexcited and decided he wanted to hack in. Perhaps. Don't know. All right. Well, before. The San Diego Comic-Con, however, on July 29th, the Hall of Heroes Superhero Museum in Elkhart, Indiana, will be hosting an all-day Batman 75th anniversary event. Awesome. Scott and Tracy Morris of the podcast Disney Indiana, love them, have them on the show a couple times, and, well, they're two-time Neverland guests because even though I spoke with them once for a good long time, uh, I got two shows out of it. Uh, go back and find uh, the Maleficent and Villains with Scott and Tracy episodes if you'd like to hear that and you haven't already. Uh, but they will be in attendance. And I have made contact with them and asked them to share their experience here on the Neverland podcast. I'm not sure. They said they have a good, a good recorder that they're going to maybe take with them. So they might record a few things from the uh, event and bring it back to us. Or they might just come on the show on Skype again and tell us all about the big Batman experience. Maybe they'll even share us some photos with us. We'll, we'll, we'll just hope. Because uh, they're, they're a Disney-themed show and Batman's not Disney, but... That doesn't stop me. No. <laughs> well, we're excited. 
And Neverland, everything counts. That's right. Anything that makes you feel young and feel cool, and you know. And Batman does. And Batman makes us feel awesome. That's right. Even 1966 Batman. Seeing how today I saw a toy I am going to buy of Batman and Robin going up the wall. This is Bat- this is the Adam Westbrook word, Batman and Robin. I gotta get it. <laughs> I wish y'all could see my face. My jaw just dropped like, really? I want it. I oh, do. yeah. It's them going up the wall like on oh. the show and the windows open just like on the show. Do you have- It'd be fun if you had like some guest star people you could shove through the window to pop up. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Hey, look, Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah, Rich Little, <laughs> you know, right. stuff like that. Or even just big enough to fit your other action figures through. Like, oh, look, it's Leonardo the Turtle. You know, it's just something, oh, my goodness. But I am buying that. There's no doubt That's about. right. We're pushing 40, but we'd still play with it, wouldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which, uh, I believe, yeah, I'll go ahead. I'm going to jump down to this story because we were talking about it. But the classic 1966 Batman TV series is finally coming to DVD and Blu-ray this fall. Good. Uh, I tell you what, the internet is buzzing and love it or hate it. It's how many people, you know, how many people grew up becoming familiar with Batman and his rogues gallery. It's pretty much that show. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, it came on like right after He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Mm -hmm. They would come on on uh, what, Channel 41, I think at the time, or 62. And I was like, what is this? I was like, oh, it's a Batman live action show. And I didn't care it was campy. I was a kid. I was loving it. And even as an adult, I know a lot of people say, oh, well, I hated that when it was so campy. And it's nowhere near as cool as like Tim Burton stuff. Well, but to, to their defense, and I, I always thought that when I was a teenager, uh, even I though I still it. loved him because I, I grew up it. watching him. But the truth is, in their defense, the comic book was campy at the time. Yeah. And it, it fit just And it right. got goofier, I think, for, yeah. because, because everybody loved that show. So yeah. they followed after it a bit. And you know what? It's campy because it'll it's supposed to kind of make you laugh. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, who who on that on that movie when you watch the Adam West doesn't love the part? Some days you just can't it's get rid of a bomb. bomb. It's hilarious, and that's the way a lot of movie makers feel. <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta love Adam West, flat out. He's he, because he's Adam West. He's the man. You love that. Him guy. and William Shatner are the two coolest cats in the business. Him in the same movie, <laughs> them they would be awesome in the Great same brothers, movie. You know? Yes. But you gotta love Adam West. Okay, and if he hadn't been Batman, he could have been like the American James Bond. Because he did have a back then. He was a handsome feller. You well, know? I'm glad you feel that way. Well, no. I mean, <laughs> he could have been like a good James Bond, you know? You know, when you get a look at him, it's like, you know, he, he, he looked like a Bruce Wayne. He did have, he was very tall, and he, he had a great look for it. It was awesome. So, now he didn't have the build for Batman, you know, other than being tall. Did you ever see the TV movie that was a reunion of Burt Ward and Adam West? No. It was awesome. It was basically them telling the story about how they made it. It's from a book that they kind of put together or whatever. Oh, so I heard of a, like I a, a documentary about, thing. Maybe we can find it on YouTube or something, but it's a lot of fun. Oh, and, dude. And you can have, a, um, oh, the Ritter, what was his name? Uh, um... Frank Gorshin? Gorshin. Hit him and the old Catwoman. They were all on the film. Oh, wow. That would be cool. Plus, that's still, so far, the best best Catwoman, Julie Newmar. Oh, yeah. I mean, I like Anne Hathaway okay, but she really wasn't Catwoman. No, I like Michelle Pfeiffer, I love Michelle Pfeiffer. She was awesome, but... And the voice they had in the animated series was good, but, you know, you can't beat Julie Newmar. She was just awesome. Yeah. So, anyway. Excuse me. Well, for pity's sake. I'm sorry. I'm I'm drinking ginger ale because we're talking so much, so I'm trying to keep uh, liquidated. <laughs> That's not the word I want, but it's I, it's not the right word. But I just love the way it sounds. I'm I'm, I'm drinking my liquids. Okay. Okay. 
Oh, by the way, now I never read this, and um, well, based on the subject matter, I don't think I'd be something I'd be into. But for anyone who would be interested, and this is this is why I'll, you'll find out why this is interesting. Okay, so the screen adaption of the comic Preacher is being written by Seth Rogen and his partner, and this is the end. Writing you know, when he wrote it with uh, Evan Goldberg, him they did. This is the end. Okay, now did anyone see the Green Hornet? Which Seth also wrote, and I believe directed, and you know, of course, also starred in. Now, does anyone think that this is a good idea to let him touch another comic property that anybody likes? I personally didn't see Green Hornet because of Seth Rogen and the fact that I made tried it so, to watch it. It, it was made awful. it so corny looking. And the truth is, is Green Hornet was uh, they used to have serials of them that I'm talking about the old uh, films that were split mm-hmm. in pieces. And I watched those. They're corny, but I love them. And then the 1960s, at the exact same time with Adam West and all that. And they, they even did a crossover yeah, episode. they did. And of course, anyone who knows anything knows that Bruce, uh, I mean, uh, Kato was uh, Bruce Lee. Right. And that's what made him popular. Yeah. And uh, with a lot of people. And so it was a great old show. But the new film, I just, I just couldn't see I, it. I tried to watch it, but I was like, this is nothing as cool as... As the series, because uh, when the movie came out, they were uh, doing a marathon of the series, I think, on Sci-Fi, or some people like to call it Sci-Fi now that it's yeah. S-Y-F-Y. But uh, they, and so I sat and started watching, and I said, this was great. This is a really cool show. I even have some old comic books of Green Hornet. Cool. And it's a lot of fun. The truth be told, for any of you nerds like me, you might want to know this. Um, if you ever liked The Lone Ranger, Lone Ranger was created by the same people who created Green Hornet. Lone Ranger... It's supposed to be, if you've ever watched the movie or the show, you know he has a nephew in there who, who is uh, uh, alive and everything. And as he grows up, he has a child who has a child, and it's his great-grandson who becomes Green Hornet. His, really? His grandson becomes Green Hornet. Now, yeah. if only they found a way to get Zaro to be related to, it would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go back and have them related to Robin Hood somehow, and I don't know. <laughs> but that's a pretty cool connection. Okay, well, here's some casting news, by the way, for CW's Arrow. Uh, Devin Aoki has been cast as Katana and Carl Yoon as Maceo. Now, do you know anything about these two characters? No, I've only watched half the, uh, this last season. I'm well, not even from comics, because you're more of a DC guy uh, than yeah, I am. Yeah, I am, but, but the truth is, is they sound familiar, but there's so many names, so many characters, I'm not exactly sure who they are right now. Uh, well, they're coming up on the CW's Arrow. The truth is, Arrow uh, is a g- good show. They changed some of the things from the comic to the show. So yeah, I'm, some, some he's of not that, even Green Arrow. Yeah, he's some things I, I don't like, but some of it I do, and the truth is, is sometimes they put in villains and characters from other comics that I know of, and they put them in there, and it's okay, but at the same time... Uh, it's hard for me to know which characters are talking about because it could be who knows Teen Titan characters. Who knows? That's, <laughs> yeah. what, they, that's what they've been doing. <clears throat> All right. Uh, well, the writers for Marvel's Agents of Shield are hard at work mapping out the story for the upcoming season, and IGN actually has a quote from Clark Gregg. Clark Gregg. I should slow down so I can speak proper English. Uh, and he plays Agent Phil Coulson, in case you didn't know. But here's a quote. Uh, should I try to impersonate him? I probably couldn't. Uh, <laughs> but here's what he says. He's a very different Coulson than the guy who everyone knew. I don't sound anything like him. No. Uh, Clark Lake <laughs> told IGN. Uh, a lot of people who knew him in the old days say he's different. And I think you would have to be different having gone through that stuff. So I think he's reinventing himself and re-understanding himself as a person anyway, which is probably really necessary to taking in the new environment and figuring out what S.H.I.E.L.D. ought to be in a way that doesn't get rotten again. So we go from having no S.H.I.E.L.D. at all, with a director on the run, to a tiny gorilla S.H.I.E.L.D. with Agent Coulson at its head, and maybe not its own right head. 
That sounds fun. That sounds like an interesting season, too. Yeah, because he still has that weird doubts that there's that chance that the weird treatment they did with the alien DNA blood or whatever. You that, sounded just like him. That was great. Well, didn't I? <laughs> but you know, he could, could potentially lose his mind because like, there was potential insanity, and, and Fury made him the pretty much the new director of the new Gorilla Shield. So he's right. That is going to be an interesting mm-hmm. premise. Don't know what's going to happen this season. Me neither. But I'm going to watch. I'm definitely looking forward to the new shows coming on Netflix of Marvel Tree. Yes, 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 the Daredevil. We've been talking about that Daredevil, for weeks. Uh, Iron, Iron Fist. Fist. Yeah, yeah Luke uh, Cage. There, yes, Luke Cage. And, it's a, and a woman who I'm not exactly sure who she is. Uh, well, I remember the three. I don't remember the fourth one. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah, we've been following up on there. It's been some great casting. Speaking of casting, Oswald Cobblepot, the nefarious penguin, has a mother named Gertrude. Did you know he had a mother? Well, no, I did not. I mean, I'm sure he had a mother. <laughs> Didn't they ditch him because he was ugly? So, <laughs> okay, well, she is set to appear in the upcoming series Gotham. Playing her will be Academy Award nominee Carol Kane. Oh, cool. And That's her cool. most famous role in my mind will always be in The Princess Bride. No, I, I swear, Carol, it's the truth. You were cast. You're Gertrude Cobblepot. <laughs> so I had to throw in a clip of her somewhere, and uh, that's one of the funniest bits when she comes in, you know, uh, get back, witch. I'm not a witch. I'm your wife. Uh, Heather uses that on me a lot, actually. You know, we'll kind of goof on each other, and I'll be like, get back, witch. And <laughs> So we have our fun because, you know, we just we quote that movie. But who doesn't quote that movie? That's a great film. That's a great. I still think, I don't know. I don't Anybody know, want a peanut? <laughs> I don't know if I think she's funnier in The Princess Bride or in Scrooged. Oh, she's hilarious in that. She's especially, look, it's a toaster! Wham! You know, I love that. She was uh, on an episode of Tears as a lunatic, and she was, <laughs> she was hilarious. <laughs> but so exciting to see her come back to TV. But I, I guess we better get going. This has been a long news segment, but hopefully it's been more fun. We th- I thought it'd be more fun if I had more people in here to talk about these news stories when I read them. So... Alright, this is cool. I looked at this website. A fun new viral website campaign has launched for Marvel's upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy. It is thegalaxygetaways.com. Alright, check it out. I'm going to make sure I put a link up on the website for you to go and follow this. It'll be on the show page. If you go to neverlandpodcast.com, click podcast and find this show, and I'm going to put the link there. I went and checked it out, and it's as if, you know, it it starts out kind of funny. I'll warn you, there's a bleep out bit of language so i'll go ahead and put that up there so everybody knows but it shows the you know all these different destinations hawaii tahiti all these paradise you could travel to them but those are bleep compared to these other planets that we can fly you to on galaxy getaways and <laughs> and then it shows some film clips and everything and everybody having a good time and all the other all these other planets so really kind of a fun website has a great little intro flash video that yeah gotta check it out it's yeah. it's fun I'm excited for the that movie. The movie looks good. Yes, it does. It looks fun. You know, I, I like that they're kind of the lowbrow characters you don't hear about much. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping that this will open up the gateway for a lot of other smaller characters. You know, yeah. Dark Hawk. People Dark like Hawk. That, you know? for, if you don't know who Dark Hawk is, go Google him. He was a very cool character in the 90s. He was a teenager who finds this amulet who gets this weird alien we collect body. We collected all, you know? Yeah, I've got a, I, you've got a complete collection. Well, well I got, I'm, I'm short maybe two. I'm going to get I, I'm, No, point. I'm short on a couple. But it was really neat because he always he would get he would have a lot of guest stars when they were trying to build them up and spider-man would team with him a lot and was trying America, to teach him Punisher. yeah a lot of guys it was really cool because it's it, it was really he was trying to learn okay how to be a hero and did he did he want to go so far as to kill or not and 
he he dealt with a lot of things and had some family issues. But anyways, yeah, it's it's a, it was a great old comic in the '90s. We'd love to see this character return. And he was actually even part of uh, a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it the New Warriors? Uh, he he did team up with them once in a while. Uh, they had the New Warriors, and they also had the uh, let's see what they called uh, the Defenders. They defenders, were, uh, the new yeah, defenders. the New Defenders. That's what I was Doctor trying to Strange think of. and yeah. others. So that was pretty cool. Oh, now here, uh, for my last bit of story, I have to have some video game news here just because I, I found this. Uh, okay, well, Legend of Zelda creator Shigeru Miyamoto, and I apologize if I said that wrong. Uh, he recently said at a shareholders meeting, and this is now a quote, We are gradually changing the structure of the Legend of Zelda series, and we are preparing to newly evolve the series for Wii U, says Miyamoto. In addition to that, we have ideas for the Nintendo 3DS, which we have not announced yet, so I hope you will look forward to them. End quote. It seems we can expect some new Zelda projects for the Wii U and the 3DS that are going to once again change the series. Now, I have neither system, and I haven't even finished Skyward Sword on my Wii, uh, and I'm kind of falling behind, and most of it seems Nintendo and Heather and I were discussing this. Nintendo has been putting a lot of their money into their handhelds, because they're they're dominant in that market, yeah. but I, they're not as competitive as Sony and, and Microsoft right now in console systems. Yeah, it seems like it. But I've kind of been wondering, okay, well, what does that mean when you're going to newly evolve and you're, you are changing the structure? Because I, to me, the last really big structure change was when they went from like the, the old 2D game on the mm-hmm. Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and went into that 3D area when the Nintendo 64 came out. So I'm kind of wondering if we're going to expect something entirely different. I don't know, maybe going first person with the whole thing or something. Yeah, I, you got to have to wonder what it is they're wanting to do, but I guess it's something entirely set for the Wii U. Now, I know the Wii U has one of the controllers actually has a screen, mm-hmm. so it might have something to do with that, because how convenient would that be to have like your entire inventory on like a touch screen to where, oh, I need my boomerang, just touch it, and you have it. That'd be fun. That, so that might be what they're talking about, because uh, like the Batman games, they've done things like that, where you know you have your touch screen on your thing. Actually, you can go through your, your pretty much like your utility belt is down there and stuff, which would almost make me buy the game again if I bought a Wii U, <laughs> just to play with the new features, but you know I've got them all on, on uh, Xbox right now, and I've beaten the heck out of them, so always a lot of fun. So, but that's all the news stories I have, and you, you're not really a big fan of Legend of Zelda anyway, so... Oh, I, I don't have anything against it, I just never got deep into it, you know? We'll I remember the old, cart- the old cartoon I enjoyed, yes. that was when, when they had the Super Mario Brothers Super cartoon, Mario and Super on Fridays, Show. Fridays was always a Legend of Zelda week, you know? Right, oh. I mean, yeah. I actually found all those episodes somewhere, and I have them on a DVD. <laughs> Do you recall when they made the, uh, the Mario Brothers, I guess it was just Nintendo cereal, and half of it was yes. Mario Brothers, half of it was Legend of Zelda. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I never ate it, but I remember the commercial. I ate it once. Stuff. I ate it once. I recall it was pretty much a, cap, a glorified Captain Crunch type. <laughs> of course. Okay, but now it's time to move on to some major content right after these messages. C-3PO. Loki. Mace Windu. Dr. Bruce Banner. Captain Rex. Venom. Princess Leia. Jean Grey. Darth Maul. Nick Fury. Grand Moff Tarkin. Captain America. Lando Calrissian. Cyclops. What do all these characters have in common? Well, two of them were played by Samuel L. Jackson. A couple of them were played by Hammer Films veterans Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee. Come on, guys. You know this. Well, of course we do, Jessica. Just like Mickey Mouse and Captain Jack Sparrow, they're all now Disney characters. 
Hello, I'm Tracy of the Disney Indiana Podcast, and my co-host Scott and I enjoy talking about all aspects of the House of Mouse, and that includes their newest properties, Marvel and LucasArts. We also talk about Disney resorts, the cruise line, theme parks, and whatever else Mickey has to offer. Which includes movies, Imagineering, video games, and collectibles. You'll never know what we'll decide to talk about. So check us out at www.disneyindiana.com or do a search for the Disney Indiana Podcast on iTunes. Because now we've got a lot more to talk about. And don't forget about those other quote-unquote Disney characters like, well, Sully. Fozzie Bear. Buzz Lightyear. Link Hogthrob. Doug. Janice. Merida. Pepe. Bruce. Ralph the Dog. Wally. Dr. The Disney Bunsen Indiana Podcast. Even after five years, we're still miles away from the nearest Main Street, USA. We're not listed on the map, but you can join us at www.disneyindiana.com. Okay, well, now we are back, and so now we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Independence Day. All right, because it's more than fireworks, and I just uh, I'm gonna we're gonna play some music and listen to some good stuff. But uh, I want you to just take a moment and kind of reflect on what this day means. This is this is important. I mean, however the political climate or however you feel about the president or the Congress or the government or anything or any particular issue, however you feel about that currently, we have to appreciate what we have in this country from where it was where it was founded where it was like this whole new thing where it's a it's a government that is actually governed by the people we don't have a monarch or anything like that we started with a a system of government with completely elected people where these people are taken right up from just the citizens any person born here in america can rise up and become the president that's right and what a better way to rule and and to have the rights and the freedoms that we have. I mean, there's. I mean, okay. I'm going to throw in, you know, like a Christian example because there are countries out there. But just proclaiming or being a Christian, you can be arrested and even executed. That's true. So I mean, stuff like that. That you are free to say what you want, believe what you want, and you can't be arrested for it. Now, there are consequences for what you say, but you can't be arrested for it. Well, at the time, whenever we became a a country, the king not only could have you killed if you said something he didn't like, they pretty much was trying to change and control all the religions of the area. Basically, they were being controlled politically, all that stuff. So that's why it was great that they could speak how they believe. Without yeah. being threatened. Yeah. And I mean, think of uh, Kim Jong-un over there in uh, Korea, where if he has even executed his own uncle and is now set to execute one of his ex-girlfriends just because he finds an excuse. Yeah. Just because he wants to. Because they didn't clap loud enough. Seriously, that's why he executed his uncle. So, I mean, I don't want to be like a talking about negative things. We're we're a very positive show here. But, you know, just take a moment over this weekend or when you you're probably listening to this on maybe Monday morning on your way to work. But just take a moment to reflect if you haven't already that this isn't about fireworks. This is I mean, fireworks are great. We want to celebrate, but the reason why we want to celebrate... Excuse me, I'm sorry. I've been drinking ginger ale. But just take a moment and reflect on how great it is that you were born here and you have these rights and these privileges and you you can aspire to something better here. And recall this. I I just used this uh, this last Sunday when I was speaking. But the fact is, is, uh, of the men who wrote the, the 56 men who wrote their names down on the Declaration of Independence... Uh, several of them were found throughout the war and murdered. 
because of it, beaten till they were yeah. uh, dead, and others lost their homes, were burnt down, and some were uh, took illness and other things throughout the war, and they end up dying later because of it. So a lot, and and only two of those men became president, which was Thomas Jefferson and John Adams, mm-hmm. and they both just happened to die. 50 years later on July 4th at the, on the same day. Wow. They were both friends and enemies. They were frenemies. And they ended <laughs> up uh, they ended up dying on the exact same day, 50 years after. Signing uh, the Declaration of Independence. That's right. Well, we declare our independence here at Neverland, too. We, yeah. are, we are free to regain our innocence. And uh, something I was even talking about with Paul Berry, that one of the things with Neverland is, you know, around here we believe in right-making might. Mm-hmm. You know, if you do the right things... And 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 then you are you are strong for that. And uh, there's someone uh, I believe this is a uh, I don't know exactly how Walt Disney phrased this, but I've heard this where Walt Disney had said that if you are not having a good ending, the story's not over yet. Oh, I like that. Yes. So and that's what we, we believe in: good, happy endings here in Neverland. And that when we when we have our dreams and things we're reaching for, and we fall and things we just feel like we're failing, you get back up. You grab your pixie dust and you keep going. That's right. It's a Frank Capra type of life. It's a Frank Capra life. <laughs> you know, it's not how hard you hit; it's how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. That's what we're about here. <laughs> That's why we spend our time. I mean, this this isn't our show about fandom or geekdom, although we do talk about that. But that's because that's things that make us happy. And when you come here, you listen to Neverland. That's what I'm hoping I'm giving to you because that's what we're about. Is we enjoy our freedom. We love the fact that we live in a country we can pursue our dreams and that we can pursue happiness and do the things and talk about the things we love. And we're going to talk about a lot more things we love when when we all get together every week. And we have the right to do that because of the country we're in. Now, some of you may be uh, living in a foreign country. I've seen, I've had some listeners in in, uh, the merry old Great Britain and up in Canada and stuff like that. And uh, I'm I'm sure you love it there. I don't know how good your system works for you there, but uh, I got to say, we love love our country of America because we do have these rights and freedoms, and uh, that's kind of also central to what we feel like in Neverland. We have the right to pursue what makes us happy and what we dream of, and we just got to keep going even when when we get knocked down. We have that right. We have that freedom, and we got to take advantage of it. Right. So, anyways, now because we've had our patriotic speech, we got to hear some patriotic music. So I'm gonna kick up the jams. Yeah!
spread your golden wings, sail on freedom's wind across the sky. Great bird, with your golden dreams, flying high, flying Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome you to our dramatization of Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. May we present as a prologue a brief bit of background about Abraham Lincoln. Here in his own words is what he once wrote about himself. I was born February 12th, 1809, in Hardin County, Kentucky. My mother, who died in my tenth year, was of a family of the name of Hanks. My paternal grandfather, Abraham Lincoln, immigrated from Rockingham County, Virginia, 
to Kentucky, about 1781 or two, where a year or two later he was killed by Indians. Not in battle, but by stealth, when he was laboring to open a farm in the forest. My father, at the death of his father, was but six years of age, and he grew up literally without education. He removed from Kentucky to what is now Spencer County, Indiana, in my eighth year. It was a wild region, with many bears and other wild animals still in the woods. There I grew up. We settled in an unbroken forest, and the clearing away of surplus wood was the great task ahead. I was large for my age, and had an axe put into my hands at once. And from that to my 23rd year, was almost constantly handling that most useful instrument. Less, of course, in plowing and harvesting seasons. I went to ABC schools by little. I think that the aggregate of all my schooling did not amount to one year. What I have in the way of education, I have picked up. I studied English grammar so as to speak and write well, and I nearly mastered the six books of Euclid. At 21, I came to Illinois. At New Salem, I studied what I should do, thought of learning the blacksmith trade, thought of trying to study law, rather thought I could not succeed at that without better education. I borrowed law books, took them home, and went at it in good earnest. In the autumn of 1836, I obtained a law license, removed to Springfield, and commenced practice. In 1846, I was elected to the lower house of Congress. Was not a candidate for re-election. In 1854, the law profession almost superseded the thought of politics in my mind. When the repeal of the Missouri Compromise aroused me as I had never been before. What I have done since then is pretty well known. If any personal description of me is thought desirable, it may be said I am in height, six feet, four inches, nearly, lean in flesh, weighing on an average 180 pounds, dark complexion, with coarse black hair and gray eyes, no other marks or brands recollected. Yours very truly, A. Lincoln. It was from Illinois and his prairie beginnings that Lincoln went on to become the 16th president of the United States, perhaps the greatest president the nation has ever had. We pay tribute here, not to a man who lived a century ago, but to an individual who lives today in the hearts of all freedom-loving people. His prophetic words are as valid for our time as they were for his. And now, the skills of the sculptor and the talents of the artist will let us relive great moments with Mr. Lincoln.
world has never had a, a good definition of the word liberty. And the American people just now are, are much in want of one. We all declare for liberty. But in using the same word, we do not all mean the same thing. What constitutes the bulwark of our liberty and independence? It is not our frowning battlements, our bristling sea coasts. These are not our reliance against tyranny. Our reliance is in the love of liberty which God has planted in our bosom. Our defense is in the preservation of the spirit which prizes liberty as the heritage of all men in all lands, everywhere. Destroy this spirit and you have planted the seeds of despotism around your own doors. At what point shall we expect the approach of danger? By what means shall we fortify against it? Shall we expect some transatlantic military giant to step the ocean and crush us at a blow? Never. All the armies of Europe, Asia, and Africa combined could not by force take a drink from the Ohio or make a track on the Blue Ridge in a trial of a thousand years. At what point then is the approach of danger to be expected? I answer that if it ever reaches, it must spring from amongst us. It cannot come from abroad. If destruction be our lot, we ourselves must be the authors and finishers. As a nation of free men, we must live through all time or die by suicide. Let reverence for the law be breathed by every American mother to the lisping babe that prattles on her lap. Let it be taught in the schools, in the seminaries, and in the colleges. Let it be written in primers, in spelling books and almanacs. Let it be preached from the pulpit proclaimed in legislative halls and enforced in courts of justice. And in short, let it become the political religion of the nation. And let the old and the young, the rich and the poor, 
the grave and the gay, of all sexes and tongues and colors and conditions, sacrifice unceasingly at its altars. And let us strive to deserve, as far as mortals may, the continued care of divine providence, trusting that in future national emergencies, he will not fail to provide us the instruments of safety and security. Neither let us be slandered from our duty by false accusations against us, or frightened from it by menaces of destruction to the government, nor of dungeons to ourselves. Let us have faith that right makes right. And in that faith, let us to the end dare to do our duty as we understand it. So that is our patriotic show. Uh, great speech. I love that with great moments of Mr. Lincoln where he talks about you know liberty having a, needing a definition and it can't be threatened from the outside, but it will come from within because that is very prophetic. Because yeah. most of our threats to our liberty have come from within. So great stuff. So I hope you've really enjoyed this week's Neverland podcast. Absolutely. And, of course, go visit our website, neverlandpodcast.com. We have a couple of sponsor links in there. I, I would love for you to visit the sponsors. I also have a donation link. I offer this show to you free every week. There are expenses I do incur, so if you'd like to help me out with those, I love you for it. Well, I love you anyway, but I, I, I love it when you help me out because it, it helps me be able to keep going and know that other people are enjoying this enough to where they, they, they value it enough to where they want to contribute. Uh, so I love it when you help me out. But feel free also to email me, maybe share some memories or something that, you know, what is your own personal Neverland or something like that. You know, share share things with me that maybe you'd like shared on the show. If you share it with me and give me permission, I'll share it on the show and I'll read it. Um, that, that email address is 
podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. Also, from the website, or if you just want to look on your own, you can find us on Twitter, where you can follow us on Twitter. I'm having a lot more fun with Twitter here lately and trying to retweet things that I think are fun and interesting that you might enjoy. And uh, we've also been doing the daily Disney Marvel character on our Twitter feed and Facebook. On Twitter, it is at Neverland, the letter P, cast. So Neverland, P, cast. And on Facebook, if you just go to Facebook.com and you search for Neverland Podcast, or if you go slash Neverland Podcast, you will find us. And if you like us, you can then see all these posts of different uh, characters. I've also got it rigged up, of course, when I retweet something on Twitter, it'll pop up on the Facebook feed as well. So, uh, But it's fun to follow both because, you know, unless I start putting money into Facebook, apparently they're not wanting to... to push anything around for for people to see it that much but you can always see what i'm doing on twitter so but go ahead and follow both of them uh and you can interact with me on facebook too uh i love hearing from you guys uh this is not just my show this is our show we're all in this together this is our neverland and uh, so we're having our fun together but do me a favor and tell everybody tell your friends and tell your enemies tell your family about this fun show that you've discovered and how it makes you hopefully i'm hopefully we're making you feel good that's (laughs) this is supposed to be a good feel good positive show to where you can just remember what it was like when you had your dreams when you were young and to remember to go after those dreams again and never give up never surrender that's right that's right and also the fact that we enjoy these things and we're going to get into a lot more different like old cartoons we're going to talk some old TV at some point. Uh, Jesse is actually working on, uh, like, do, do you remember the show Double Dare? Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's working on a segment about Double Dare. Awesome. For Mark, those of you who don't remember what Mark Double Summers. Dare was. <laughs> Mark Summers, yes, before he was on the Food Network. Even the, so, uh, the old WWF wrestlers were on that show. Once. Right, and Jim- we're, we can talk wrestling on this show, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we love old wrestling, so, you know. Just anything that makes us feel good that we've enjoyed when we were young, we're recapturing that. And so tell everybody about it. Bring them all together. The more of us that are here, the more fun we're going to have because people can suggest like, hey, do you remember this show? I used to love this. Tell me about it. I would love to talk about talk about it on the show or even maybe with you if I don't have much memory. I need to find some Power Ranger fans one of these days because for some of you, that's a good memory. For me, it's like, uh, okay. Maybe someday we'll find out how many licks it does take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of the Tootsie You Park. actually tried to find out once. <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, but we're just recalling our fun moments and everything, and it's fun to share it with you, and it's fun when you share it with me. So until next week, remember, God bless, and keep that pixie in your pocket so anytime you need to, you sprinkle her around on you and other people, and you all fly off to Neverland together, and just don't worry about your troubles. Just think some good, happy thoughts and try to stay positive. We all got to go through the ringer. It's part of life. But you can stay strong. You can stay positive. You can get through it. And that is Neverland. (laughs) All right. So I guess that's all we got to say about that. We'll see you next week. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.